Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Crime Watch Daily Podcast. A daily podcast on the latest serious crimes around the U.S. Now, here's your host, Dr. Carlos. So, over in northern, northeast corner of California, Gary Maynard left the city of Susanville and headed up a steep highway into Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Now, what makes Gary Maynard interesting is he's a criminology professor who specializes in deviancy. But now he sits in a sacramental jail. You see, when he drove up that steep highway into Sierra Nevada, he set a forest ablaze. Arson, a crime whose perpetrators have included lawyers, dentists, millionaires, and residents of homeless encampments, has for decades been a concern in California, where about 10% of the wildfires a year are set on purpose. Many of these fires have been due to arson. Last year, the number of wildland arson fires in California rose by 6% from 301 to 320. Over the past two months, three people suspected of arson in Northern California have been considered responsible for fires that burned thousands of acres and destroyed more than 200 homes. The fires that Mr. Maynard is accused of setting were put out before they could destroy any buildings, thankfully. The wildland arsonist is the most dangerous criminal in the world, according to some experts. They can burn a whole town in just an hour. But this was actually a criminology professor that was doing this. This is what throws people off a little bit. Now you got to remember one thing when it comes to types of arsonists, there's, there's various types. There's a pyromaniac, which is only about 10% of the cases. 52% are actually revenge, people who are upset about their job or whatever else is going on, maybe the government. 12% is vandalism, tend to be in the younger age. 4%, uh, 4 is insurance fraud, it's about 7% comes insurance fraud. And about 3%, oddly enough, is fire, fire uh, concealment, crime concealment, is the other reason sometimes they'll do uh, arson. And then you have the psycho fire setter, the one who really gets enjoyment of watching it as well, similar to a pyromaniac, but not the same. Um, usually they're psychotic and delusional, the psycho fire setter. That makes up about 7%. So you can see it's a, there's a broad spectrum of different ones, but it lies heavily into the revenge category. Um, let's continue on. The Hopkins fire, which prosecutors said was set by a 20-year-old local resident, burned about 250 acres and destroyed 46. The man, Devin Johnson, was on probation and now faces three charges of arson. So he could have been a pyromaniac or a psycho fire setter. I don't know enough about him. Some wildfires in California are ignited by lightning and a vast majority of them by natural causes. But some experts believe that the COVID pandemic has given a rise to increase in arson activity, along with higher rates of homicide, as we've seen aggravated assault, car thefts, things of that nature. Oakland, as we mentioned before already, has equaled last year's homicide total yesterday. In California, the number of arson arrests jumped during the pandemic. 120 arson arrests were reported by Cal Fire in 2020 compared to 70 the year before. However, nationwide, arson offense have actually been declining. So in California, the numbers are going up, but everywhere else, they're going down. 
again, a Hollywood portrayal of serial arsonists excited by fire and doing it for a thrill is like about 10%. These pyromaniacs, as they're known, most of them, again, 53% are revenge. So they're frustrated with job, family life, government, maybe suffering mental health crisis. So the case of Mr. Maynard, the criminology professor, appears to show both the stresses of the pandemic, links to mental illness, and the arduous work of stopping arsonists before they cause irreparable harm. Investigator tracked Maynard's movements using his food stamp transactions, phone records, and a device they attached to his car in the Lumberjacks parking lot. He was kind of what they call an itinerant professor when he went from one place to another. He received his doctorate in sociology from Stony Brook University in New York and taught at Santa Clara, Chapman, and Sonoma State Universities. Mr. Maynard had a particular fascination with the 1978 Jonestown Massacre. He wrote at least six articles related to it and Jim Jones, the cult leader. Mr. Maynard said he was drawn to the topic in part because it helped him explore the field of social deviance, which is true. I'm not sure why they put that in the article. His Jonestown studies focus on those suffering severe forms of narcissistic personality disorder, in interviews, former students described Mr. Maynard as anxious, troubled, and at times inappropriate. One said he often taught his classes during the pandemic via Zoom from a dark room, revealing details about an ailing father, a lawsuit against his former landlord, and his battles with his mental health. Last year, his life appearing to unravel, Mr. Maynard lived in his car. As he traveled Northern California, he sent messages to students that included rank, uh, rantings as well as links to YouTube videos, meandering footage of trees and mountains in which he ruminated on the state of the world. Sounds like he's devolving, like he's definitely having some kind of psychotic episode. Heather Williams, a public defender representing him, said her team was investigating Maynard's employment history, but she provided no other details. Um, something was off, said one of the students who took two of his classes where he was an adjunct faculty at Santa Clara. Eventually said Venna, or the student, and others raised concerns with professors about Maynard. An employee at the university notified the police Mr. Maynard's contract was not renewed. This is what happens sometimes in the universities if a student decides to drop out of the school, if an employee like this will just be dismissed. But the problem is never taken care of. They're just thrown out of the, out of the university. They're thrown out of the facility. We saw this with Holmes. I'm not blaming Santa Clara here. I'm saying the system needs to figure out a different way of handling it. Um, they should be notifying somebody to do an assessment here, a threat assessment or I mean, a risk assessment. We saw this with Holmes in Colorado where he saw, I think it was a psychologist at the school, school counselor, and they recommended that he need to see somebody immediately because they thought that he was really having uh, serious issues at the time. And when they put in the paperwork, they realized he had dropped out of school, so they just dropped the whole thing. And he was the one that ended up shooting the people in the movie theater. What appears clear is that in the final months of Maynard's teaching career, the boundary between his academic research and personal fascinations with fire began to get a little hazy. Officials first came across Maynard in July when responding to a wildfire on the slopes of Mount Shasta. After a mountain biker called to report the fire, an investigator with the U.S. Forest Service found Maynard on a rutted road trying to extricate a car, his car, which had gotten stuck on a boulder. Agents photographed the car and took note of the patterns of its tire tracks. When the same tracks were found near a second fire that ignited less than 24 hours later, the lead investigator obtained a warrant to track Maynard's phone. Verizon sent coordinates for the phone's location every 15 minutes to agents, agents who closely tracked his movements. When Maynard traveled to Susanville, they placed the tracker on his car. On August 3rd, agents followed Maynard's movements into the hills. The air was thick with smoke from the Dixie Fire, a mega fire burning several dozen miles away which experts believe started from electric, electrical equipment. Mr. Maynard drove into a labyrinth of rutted 
dirt logging roads in the National Forest and set three additional fires. After the third fire, he was arrested. Investigators charged Maynard with setting one fire and say he's quite likely linked with several others in July and August, all of which were caught before they could cause the devastation that other wildfires have in recent years. So anyway, that was the kind of the topic I wanted to talk a little bit about since we had that other, um, we did another podcast earlier on the Tennessee fire inspector who was, was caught and arrested for arson as well. So you can see a lot of times people get into the profession. Now, Maynard wasn't really into the profession of, of arson work. He did, it sounds like he did a little bit of it, uh, but he sounds more like an adjunct professor wasn't really involved that much in stuff. Um, but firefighters, very small contingent amount, but there's still firefighters that will commit arson. Uh, same thing with the fire inspectors. So they look for professions where they can get into these, uh, closer to the fire, I guess. How would you say that? So they get into that. Uh, but it's a minority of firefighters. It's a minority of fire inspectors. All this has been very small. I think there's reported roughly 100 U.S. firefighters that are convicted of arson each year. Actually, a little bit more than I expected, to tell you the truth. So it's about eight a month. And that's the whole nation. I don't know how many thousands of firefighters there are in the country. But that's it for now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.